the Ortho PAC hosted by Sam Dyer. Welcome to the Ortho PAC where we discuss up-to-date orthopedic topics for the busy clinician. I invite you to sit back and relax as I attempt to fill in the gaps between education, current events, and real-world practice. Today's guest is Haley Jacobs. Haley is a PA who practices in pediatric orthopedics and recently was the lead author of a case study that was published by JAPA. This edition was February 2024. The title of the article is, What is Causing This Young Athlete's Wrist Pain? So Haley, welcome to our podcast. Hi, thank you so much for having me. Yeah, we're excited to have you on. I always like to have authors coming on discussing their work. Can you please tell our listeners about this case, starting with the history, and then we'll go over the physical exam next. Perfect. So uh, you have an 11-year-old female who presents to the pediatric orthopedic office complaining of one year of intermittent left wrist pain. She notes that she's an active gymnast and she was actually seen by another provider a year ago who placed her in a splint for four to six weeks. Then she went back to gymnastics. Uh, She notes that about three weeks before coming to your office, she started having the left wrist pain again. Uh, She localizes it more to the ulnar aspect of the wrist. Uh, She has not yet started menarche. She's also right hand dominant. She can't recall any known injury or trauma to the wrist, but notes that it's definitely worse with weight-bearing activities like her tumbling, her handstands, and it improves when she rests. So this child's a gymnast, and you know what? Gymnasts are tough. I mean, they are tough. Uh, Some of the toughest athletes you'll encounter, and there's a lot of physicality, a lot of beating up of your extremities and back and everything. I mean, you know, just look at the pommel horse where they're running down and, you know, flipping off of that three or four times in the year, reverse pike, whatever they're called. Uh, if you saw my body, you would understand I'm not a gymnast. I, I'm lucky to walk. But keep an eye out for a gymnast when they come in. You know, if they come in, something's usually wrong because they are all about being in competition. A lot of forces keeping them going there. So keep that in mind. And that's just my anecdotal stuff. But Okay, so Haley, what about the physical exam? What did you find and what was your differential? Yeah, no, I couldn't agree with you more. These athletes, they're very tough and we're not meant to be ones to walk on our hands. So uh, yeah, when they come in and they're complaining of something, these, especially these kids, they they wanna participate in sports. So you can kind of think that something is going on. But on her physical exam, there's no swelling to her bilateral upper extremities. She's nerve actually intact. Uh, her active supination was 85 degrees bilaterally, and her pronation was 60 degrees on the right side compared to 50 degrees on the left side. Uh, she was tender to palpation over the left distal ulna, and she had pain with ulnar deviation of the wrist. She also had a positive ulnar carpal stress test as it produced pain of the ulnar aspect of the left wrist. Initially, uh, before I got any you know, images and everything, my differential diagnosis included a possible wrist fracture, uh, wrist tendonitis, maybe a TFCC or your triangular fibrocartilage complex tear, or distal radius epiphysitis, also known as your gymnast wrist. Right. Good differential there. Had some tenderness uh, the ulnar side and decreased range of motion in some certain ranges. Um And I I wanted to touch on some other examination techniques. And this comes home to me because we just had our Phoenix meeting and I was in charge of the knee exam. And I feel woefully incompetent when it comes to this specialty thing. So um, we did have some hand and wrist. Can you explain some exam techniques, how you do them? And and I've got a list here. 
distal radial ulnar joint belotment test, a shift test, that's S-H-I-F-T, ulnocarpal stress test, and a piano key test. Can you please just for review, tell our listeners what those are and what you're looking for when you do those exams? So looking for your TFCC tears, again, that's your triangular fibrocartilage complex um, or injuries. This can cause the distal radial ulnar joint or your DRUJ to be unstable. And this can be evaluated when you do your DRUJ allotment test. Um, this test, you have the forearm in a neutral position. The radiocarpal joint is stabilized with one of the examiner's hand, and then you grasp the distal ulna with the other hand. You first give a volar force to the distal ulna and then let it come back to a neutral position and then do the same thing dorsally, letting the ulna come back to a neutral position. Uh, the ulna is being kind of shucked with the, the other hand against the radius and in a positive test for you know possible uh, TFCC injury is when they have aching and there's instability of the ulna. In this particular test, it's beneficial to compare to the contralateral side or the unaffected side to see if there's any difference in mobility or laxity um, of the ligaments here. In your shift test, the SHIFT, this is also known as the Watson or the scaphoid shift test. It's used to examine the dynamic stability of the scaphoid and helps diagnose uh, the scapholunate interosseous ligament or your SL ligament instability. As this ligament's good, it's a, a link between the carpal scaphoid and the lunate bones and keeps the wrist stabilized. In this test, the patient's in a sitting position and the elbow is supported on the treatment bench and it's facing the examiner. The patient's wrist is fixated with one hand and with the other hand, the examiner will give pressure on the palmar prominence of the scaphoid with the thumb in a dorsal direction. The other hand grasps the patient's metacarpal from the owner side to control the wrist position. Uh, the examiner will start with giving ulnar deviation and slight extension of the wrist and then moving the wrist to radial deviation and slight flexion. For this test, a positive test is uh, for ligament rupture, the SL ligament, is if you either feel or even hear like this thunk or if it reproduces the patient's familiar wrist pain on the dorsal side. In a normal test, the scaphoid will move in a radial deviation, will either be limited or the scaphoid just pushes the thumb away in the pulmonary direction. For the ulnar carpal stress test, which was positive for our patient, you're applying an axial stress with the wrist in ulnar deviation while the wrist is passively moved through pronation and supination. In this case, a positive test is the presence of ulnar-sided wrist pain, and you can assume that there's pathology noted of the ulnar region. In your piano key test, the movement of the ulna actually bears resemblance with when a piano key springs up after the force from a finger is removed from the key, hence the name of the piano key sign. In this test, you're looking for instability of the inferior radial ulnar joint or possible TFCC injury. In this case, you have the wrist placed in pronation and the hand is stabilized. You observe that the dorsal ulnar is more prominent relative to the radius, and then the ulnar head must be pushed in a volar direction like pressing a piano key. In this case, a positive test will be that there's minimal resistance felt as the owner head displaces in a volar direction. Obviously with all those tests, it's a lot of information and words thrown at you. Uh, you can see all these tests on YouTube and practice uh, before you start performing them on your patients. 
Always a good idea to practice before you start working on somebody. Listeners, thanks for listening to the history and physical exam portion of Haley's case study regarding a wrist injury in a gymnast. Please stay tuned next week where Haley continues her discussion on what's the diagnosis. Thank you for joining the OrthoPAC podcast. Please follow the physician assistance in orthopedic surgery on social media. Connect with us on Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, and Twitter. Please subscribe to our podcast. If this has been helpful, please take a moment to leave a review.